Welcome back to Big B Racing. You're with Matt Nevin and Matt Stewart. We are on the road again, although I don't know how far Jared Fry actually has to travel on the road today to the Warnable Races, where he's got a terrific book of rides, and he joins us. Uh, good morning to you, Jared. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that theme music's meant to sort of, for people who have massive road trips, <laughs> yeah. how long's your road trip from where you live to the Warnable Racecourse? Uh, it's a couple of hours from Ballarat. I actually, I've just, I've just pulled over because the area that I was about to go into is a bit ordinary, so I thought I, rather than cutting in and out, I better make sure we have service. Oh, oh well played. Yeah, this spot sounds all right. Now, yeah, we were just... Talk, we're talking to someone else who wears two hats. You're a, a greyhound breeding superstar as well as a Group One winning jockey. Um, how are you going juggling both at the moment? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Like we're pretty quiet. We're probably like we only sort of breed one litter a year at, at home, and I'm pretty pretty lucky. My wife uh, sort of takes over my hobby for me. So no, we 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 make it make it work. Like this morning, I did track work, and she fed the dogs and. Uh, like obviously yesterday I had a heap of trials and um, yeah, so she did it again. But she she always picks up the slack, so I'm very lucky. We'll ask you about Tuvalu in a minute and a little ace up the sleeve with potential blinkers. But I, uh, Maddie and I were just talking before, and we we do a lot on the greyhounds, and we talk a lot about wow, she's fast and. And then also about the I'm Thunderstrucks in Tuvalu. And I was thinking, I wonder what Frizy would prefer. Would he rather breed and own the next Wow She's Fast, knowing what she was able to earn, or would he rather ride an I'm Thunderstruck through a 12-month campaign or a Tuvalu? Well, I guess one of them probably makes more economical sense than the other. Like, but if, you, if we were to drag two scenarios out of you and insist you chose one, what would it be? No, uh, well, obviously quite fortunate I've been able to ride a Group One winner, so we've had dogs come close in like heats of Group One races, but uh, haven't quite been able to get one. But if if I manage to get one in the dogs after getting one in the horses, I'd uh, be very satisfied. So you want both? <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> why not? Hey, there's a misty rain that's descended over Melbourne at the moment. What's uh, what's it like your way? Do you know how the weather's playing out down at the Bull today? Yeah, well, I see the tracks uh, good for so. Uh, can't have been too too rain affected. It's overcast at the minute, but it's not raining. So, all right. Well, ho- hopefully the rain sort of um, avoids Warnable this afternoon. Hey, uh, Jared. One of our questions on yay or nay today is going to be around whether Jamie Carr should ride on Thunderstruck or um, Zaki in the All Star Mile. If I asked you that question, you'd probably say Tuvalu. How did he go yesterday? Yeah, he went. He went well. He's um, quite relaxed this time in. Um, Probably last time in, he was real up and about and forward, and um, he's just matured a bit, having a bit of time time off, and um, I just sort of had to give him a little click along and um, let him know that you know we we're there to do a bit of work, and um, when I did, he uh, picked up and responded. Can he take that? I don't know whether it's a leap or a baby step into that same class rangers, Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. I don't know about Animo, but, you know, he had those terrible issues that thwarted his development with the gallstones and all sorts of other weird stuff. Now that he's got a, a clear run of health and, and maturity and so on, uh, and I know the blinkers are a little option, I keep thinking he could steal one of these big races, he could knock off these big guns. Is, is he getting close to, to Nelly being as good as those horses, do you think? Oh, I couldn't say why not. He had one go at weight for age. Um last time in and he went down less than the length so um, he's probably furnished a bit with the 
little bit of time off and like he's, he's got that close um, as it is that I couldn't see why not. What would give him the best chance of, of beating them? What sort of what distance range do you think is his, is his best? Well, I always used to think a mile, but um, obviously I'll leave that up to Lindsay. But this time in, just with him being a bit more relaxed, um, he sort of gives you the feel like he might get out over 2,000 metres. But I'll let, like Lindsay knows the horse like the back of his hand, and I'll leave that to him. He's a bit like old Desert War in that he, he can race on pace and then give a, a dangerous kick. And what sort of influence do you th- Lindsay's talking about blinkers? What what would they bring to the table with Tuvalu? Well, I just think, um, obviously, going into the oar and with him sort of being a bit more relaxed this time in, it might just help um, sort of wake him up. Not so much wake him up a little bit, but sharpen him up a little bit because we know he's got that... Um, turn a foot and he can quicken off a good speed um, but just with him being a little bit relaxed this time in I think it might just help um, awaken the dragon so to speak yeah, Looking forward to seeing what he can do in the autumn I'm really looking forward to seeing what Queen Air can do in race 2 Warnerball today we, we know that she's got a lot of ability she was placed in an Oaks and she returns today what are your thoughts over the 1300 metres first up? Yeah the horse has trialled really well and I did a gallop in between races um, within the in the boat on her um, the other week, and it's come back really sharp, and um, its work's been really good. Obviously, first up today, short of its best distance, but uh, you would imagine it would be too classy for them today. You've got a host of other good rides this afternoon. I won't bore you by going through them all, um, Jared. What's the best outside of her today? Do you think? Uh, I like Zippy Zoostar. I uh, ran second on the horse the other day and there was a massive gap back to third. And, um, yeah, I was really happy. Like, I only just went down to a shorty of McAvoy's and, yeah, like I said, there was a massive gap back to third. And it probably doesn't look like there's anything like that in this race and uh, I think it'll be hard to beat as well. Zippity right. mm-hmm. Zoostar, there you go, Matty. Race four, even money. Noted, noted. Hey, um, Jared, I'm not going to ask you to comment at all on the, the Zach Lloyd situation with what's happened up there with a couple of charges and a two-week penalty, but one of them involves being identified as having a mobile phone in the jockey's room. And I just I kept thinking to myself, what are the protocols? I don't know whether New South Wales and Victoria are different, but is there a, a someone who's there when you walk into the track who says, righto, phone's here, boys and, and girls? Is it... Is it almost difficult to accidentally take your phone into the jockey's room these days or is it sort of up to you to leave it in your car and there's no checks and balances? How does it play out at, a, at an average race meeting with phones? Um, so, like, as you walk in, there's a sign-in sheet. Um, most of the time there's someone there sort of um, filling it in, etc., and they'll just ask you, um, where's your phone? And you say if it's in the car or, or like, the other alternative is you leave it in with the stewards. So you don't have um, to physically present it to that person. You just have to tell them where it is. Yeah, but okay. every like every every now and again, um, like the stewards might do a raid or like a bag examination, and um, yeah, like they'll just see if there's a mobile phone and what have you. But I, I always just turn turn it off and leave it in the car and then. 
Yeah. You know, you know what, Mark? Dogs, you know what? No, no, that's, that <laughs> takes me to that. I did a yard on this. If you, are you aware of this, the phone, the mobile phone sniffer dog that Mark Van Gestel found in Sydney, Jared? No, not. He found, a, I think it was a Labrador in Alsatian. They did a story, and I did a follow up. I can't remember its name, but we'll call it Sniffer. Yeah. Um, who was trained to identify the smell of Nokia's or something like that. So he was specifically trained to sniff out mobile phones. How'd you days? be sitting in the, the jockey's room? You thought, oh, damn, I forgot to leave it in the car, and in walks Sniffer the Alsatian. So it'd be a bit yeah. They'd probably feel a bit nervous, the lads, if one of them did accidentally bring it in and then the dog come in. No, but, exactly right. Uh, throw, throw it a raw steak and hope it gets distracted, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, Jared, appreciate you pulling over and uh, in a quiet spot for us, and good luck this afternoon at Warrnambool. You've got a terrific book of rides there. Really keen to see how Queen Air goes, especially in uh, race two, and good luck with Tuvalu over the autumn. No worries. Thanks for having me on, lads.